Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Open your Bibles, please, to Luke's Gospel, chapter number 14. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 14, beginning at verse 15. Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, beginning at verse number 15. Thank you, Lord. It says, now, when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have, uh, to have me excused. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I've married a wife (laughs) and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said, to his servants, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. What a fascinating passage of scripture. I want to talk to you from this thought. There's still room so fill the house. There is still room, so fill the house. If you look at verse number one, you'll see that Jesus was at the ruler of the Pharisees' house. He was there uh, eating on the Sabbath. And so understand um, that When they had these meals, it was really based upon status. And so when you would invite people, 
the more um, people that you would have and those particularly of the higher echelon meant that you were somebody. So it wasn't enough for you just to have a meal, but when you invited high-class people. Look at somebody that said, like you. You're a high-class person. You can be that today. That meant that you were somebody and you had it going on. And so you can imagine that this meal was not just your average meal. They really had waiters. They had the servers. In fact, we went to a wedding um, just recently, and um, we, I was so impressed just with the invitation because I'd never seen anything like it. We received the invitation in the mail, and the invitation, I thought it was a book that I was ordered from Amazon or somewhere. I opened it, and it was an invitation. Now, you, you all forgive me because I'm country. So I'd never seen, I'd never seen anything like, like that in my life. And I told my wife, I tried to keep my cool, but I couldn't. I said, look at this. So that was the invitation. Literally like a bound book. So when we got to the wedding, there was, it was one of these weddings where everything was included. You'd, the reception, I'm talking about the dinner, and you had to RSVP and then select your meal. So very, very nice. Uh, uh, um, so, so when we got to the table, we noticed, okay, we were at these round tables, and then every person that was seated had a server behind them. And they, when it came time for the plate to be put down, they all put the plates down at the same time and stepped away. I took my little napkin, <laughs> dabbed my face, picked up my fork and began to eat my salad. So it was that kind of setting that we're talking about here. When you get down to verse 15, starting with the verse that we read, the guy who's talking to Jesus, be looking around, said, given that this is high class, what is it going to be like to eat bread in the kingdom of God? Because there he's referring to something that we call the marriage supper of the lamb that's in Revelation chapter number 19. And it's where the bride has made herself ready and the father has prepared the dinner. The son is getting married and you begin to see all of the gifts. What must that be like? So that's what the guy's asking. And so Jesus began to challenge him. He began to tell him this story about how the fact that the father wants his house filled. 
if you've gone through all of this trouble to prepare this kind of meal, you want people there to partake. Now, when he says here about this great feast, you have to understand something. That they would send the invitation and then they would send a second invitation to let them know that the dinner is ready. So the people who were getting ready to talk about, they've already RSVP. All right. Now, he says here, when you get ready to fill the house, because I want to let you know that the father is calling us to fill the house. Look at somebody and say, you're on house filling duty. So he said, understand something. If you're going to fill the house, he starts with the negative. You got to expect excuses. Because he said, okay, the supper time has come. All things are ready. And then when you get to verse number 18, he said, the people that they invited begin to make an excuse. Now, to get the proper amount of food, these people had already made the commitment to show up. So this is not just, I'm I'm not going to come, but he's saying, what I'm going to do, I've already said I'm coming, the meal has been prepared, and now I'm telling you, i got something else to do. They begin to make excuses. The first one, listen to this, he made an investment excuse. I bought a field. Okay, you bought a field. I bought this piece of ground, and um, I, I just need to I, I ask you to excuse me. You bought a piece of ground, and so you're saying now that you cannot come. Yeah, I, I need to go take a look at my ground. The banquet is at night. Why are you making that excuse? Then he didn't stop there. There's not only uh, um, this investment excuse. Now here's a work-related excuse. Another said, well, I bought five yoke of oxen and I need to go and test them. I need to test my equipment out. I need to see if everything's functioning properly. At night, you need to go now. To It didn't say I'm buying. He said I've bought. You generally don't buy something until you've already seen it. You've, all, you've seen it, and then you buy it. Now, he said, no, 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 no. I, 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 I got to go. I got to go. And then the other one just said, well, I got married. I I have a wife. A domestic excuse. You what now? 
Well, yeah, I got married. Now, I understand that the law said, okay, when you look at Deuteronomy, that a guy could, when he got married, he was excused from war. But you weren't excused from dinner. So he said here, you're making excuses. Now, let me, let me, let me bring it here, bring it down our street. What kind of excuses do you run into when you invite people to Jesus? I don't want to go to church because everybody there is a, like everybody outside is so honest. What kind of excuses do you run into? Well, you know, uh, 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 well, I, I, I've got this going on. I, 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 I've got a work Monday. Well, you know we have a service on Sunday. Wait a minute. And, and so this is what I'm telling you. When you talk to people, Jesus said people are going to make excuses. Excuses. Now, all right. Because, again, our goal is to fill the house. He said, I want my house filled. There's still room. I want my house filled. All right. So when filling the house, uh, expect excuses. But here's another thing. When filling the house, then he said, I need you to change the people you're trying to reach. Since they don't want me, I, I know some people that do. Look at the text. Verse 21, so the servant came back and reported these things to the master. And the master of the house being angry, he said, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go out into the streets and I need you, this is who I need you to look for. Get the poor. The maimed, the lame, and the blind. Somebody wants me. Listen to this. When you're filling the house, Jesus doesn't cancel the banquet. He just changes the audience. A lot of times, we're ineffective in filling the house because we try to fill it with people just like us. What he's saying here, I need you to go to people that everybody else don't want, I want them. This is the thing about the Lord that I really love. The fact that he doesn't throw people away. He doesn't just discard people and say they're not worthy. He said, listen, I came not just for the people who have it going on. I came for the person who's in the gutter. I came for the person who's down and out. In fact, 1 Corinthians says it like this, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things to put to shame the things of the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame those which are mighty, the base things, the despised things God's chosen. And so these are the persons. Give me the person that's poor. Give me the person that's maimed. Give me the person that is blinded. Give me the person that's lame. Give me the person that everybody else says they're not worth it. Give me the person that Christians are ashamed to be around in front of other Christians. Give me that person. Give me that person because listen to me. Listen to me. He said, I want them. I want them. This is what I love about the Lord. You don't have to get to a place where you get your life all cleaned up and come to him. 
He loves us. Warts and all. He knows about everything in your life and he still wants you. Look at somebody and say, he loves you most and he wants you the most. So when filling the house, we got to, he said, listen, people that gave excuses, let's just go to somebody else. Let's just go to somebody else. Change the people. But then, listen to this. When filling the house, he says, I need you to change the process. Because I want you to look at something. When you look at verse number 16, it says that he invited many. Invited many. The word there means he called. He simply called or summoned. He invited many. But I want you to notice something. When you get down to verse number 21, he didn't tell them to invite. When you look at verse 21, he says, I need you to go into the streets and the lanes and bring. So he went from inviting, because that's where you say, hey, can you come to... He said, no, I need you to go to, the next, go to the next level. I need you to go and grab them and bring them. Then, if you go down further, when you look at verse number 23, he says, not just bring them, I need you to compel them. It doesn't mean force. It means to strongly urge them. Folks, why is God so intense And it's seemingly so serious about reaching people. Why why does he want his house filled? What's going on? It seems like, God, you know, know, uh, we're okay. Why, Why are you concerned about them? God so loved the world. It didn't say God just so loved you. But God so loved the world. God loves people. God loves people. And what we have to do is kind of is gain that kind of heart for people. So he said, what I need you to do is change the process. Can I talk to you? We in church love what we love prefer what we prefer, and we don't like to move at all from our preferences. Let's let's just start with the beginning of a service. It used to be where in the African-American tradition that the deacon would come and stand and say, hey, charge to keep. I see y'all been in that church. <laughs> now, nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong. I'm not putting that down at all. The words are beautiful, beautiful. 
but the times have changed. And so now they introduce something called praise and worship. All right? So now I don't need to get hung up between the two. They literally have what they call worship wars in church based upon preferences. Let's go further in the service. We like what we like. Since I'm talking to African-American looking people. Our Preaching style was primarily more of, you know, you, you had. To... You know what I'm. T- you, you, you had to make sure that at the end <laughs> you got him up because he died. <laughs> On Friday, he died. The earth began to reel and rock like a drunken man. He died. And y'all sitting there going, oh, say more of that. Oh, he died. Nothing wrong with that. Then, when people got the word... And simply went to a teaching format. Are you hearing me? Why fight between the two? Whatever the Holy Ghost is anointing you to do, do it. What I'm saying is this. Because God wants to reach people. Be willing to change your process. So the question is, am I going to involve myself on the reaching side or the receiving side? If I totally get to the place where all I want to do is receive, all I'll do is make sure that my preferences are met. And I don't concern myself about reaching people. So I, I, if I came from a Pentecostal tradition, I got to shout it. I got to shout. Are you here? Nothing is wrong with it. It's God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nothing is wrong. If I come from a high church tradition, almighty fortress, nothing's wrong with that. What I'm saying is don't get so tied to a process that you can't flow with God. That's all I'm saying. And he's saying here, I need you to be willing to change the process, change the people. And then, listen to this. 
if you're going to fill the house, you got to change the places. When you look at verse 21, he says, I need you now to go into the streets and into the lanes. When he says go into the streets and the lanes, that's where the outcast of Israel society was. You, in other words, you've got to go where those persons are. You just can't stick in your clean neighborhood. If you want to reach people, you got to be willing to, <laughs> everywhere you go, you, you just can't wear a suit. And what he's, I believe the Holy Spirit is really challenging us in saying, are you willing to work with me? Can I use you to go anywhere? Are you willing to do that? Do you have a heart? For me and a heart for people. If so, change the places where you go. Because the father wants them. He wants the outcast. But then he says, look at this. When you get down to verse 23, he says, don't just go into the streets and lanes. I want you to go to the highways and the hedges. Now, that means, listen, the first one was the outcast of Israel. When, you, when you're talking about the highways and the hedges, that means the Gentiles. Let me bring it home. Non-Jews. That means people that are totally different, not just the worst of your group. But I want you to go to somebody that's to- a totally different people group and invite them in and bring them in, compel them, urge them to come in. And so you got to change the places where you go. I, I, I wonder, have we gotten to a place where we even care that the Father's house be filled? He said, why are you doing this? I need you to compel them because the people who were invited have insulted me. That's what he's saying in essence. The people who invited me insulted me by RSVPing and then making excuses as to why they can't come. Now, when you go, I want you to go get everybody. And I want you to keep bringing them until you can't, to their every nook and cranny is cram loaded. Why? The feast of the Lord is going on. He's prepared a massive feast that he's waiting on everybody to sit down at the table. And he says, I want you to be involved in that. Why? Because my house needs to be filled. Now, Jesus told this to the guy who is reclining at the table at a fabulous feast in Buckhead. And he said, I don't need you to go to Buckhead. Let's go to Bankhead. Let's go to Conyers. Let's go to Old Lithonia. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let, let, let's go, if I was in Birmingham, let's go to Collegeville. Let's go to North Birmingham. And you name your place. You know what, no, I said North Birmingham, she know exactly what I'm talking about. 
Name the place that you, you know, where you're from that's kind of a rough place. Name it. Say it out loud. Go there. Go there. Pastor, I came to church today to receive. I'm giving you something. What are you giving me? I, I came for me. That's what I'm telling you. you. It's not just for you. And see, this, this is where we have to get. We have to get to a place where we get the Father's heart and they begin to look at people like he sees them. And then he says, what I need you to do is this. Recognize some people are going to make excuses. So change the people. Change the process. Change the places. Why? Father's house has got to be filled. Father's house has got to be filled. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.